Welcome to the Being Church Podcast, where we work to inspire and encourage our St. Louis Parish community to go be church by discussing stories and topics related to the faith. I'm Tom. And I'm Melissa. And today we are talking about small group ministry. The gift is in the invitation is the title of this episode. And we're going to talk about the ability that each of us has to go make small faith communities. Enjoy. So, uh, Elisa, what's up? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Uh, Advent is breathing down our necks. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. I will tell you that I'm bringing my A game already. Like, I have I... a friend structure. Yeah. I have... A what? Like, a friend structure. Like, some friends of ours are... So, I hadn't seen my girlfriends in, like, forever. And okay. we just can't... We can't find time to hang out. So, I yeah. was just like, y'all want to do an Advent study together and it's not really like not anything like not a purchased one like let's just like let's just find some google hangout time to maybe pray and then like maybe do some scripture that is awesome and so we've gotten a group app group together and so like that that game is like set and then my my like my what i want to do in our family which is usually i'll i'll think of a few things a few prayers or whatever that i definitely want to focus on so i'm like ready i'm like oh my gosh it's so much time i still have forever to wait i'm excited i'm ready that's so cool i i love advent and i think that we i mean too obviously like too often it's just like get ready for christmas crazy crazy and you know we like candles and stuff like that but it really is one of those I mean, it's penitential season, right, in the church, and it's, like, a really cool opportunity that we have to, like, prepare for Christ. Um, and so I like that you're doing, like, a small group thing. You know that's, what I have found, that's though? That's kind of funny. That's our episode today. Yeah. You <laughs> know what I have found, though, with the whole Christmas thing is that if you do Advent, and this is, like, even just a secular, like, yeah. a secular-ish take, if you participate in Advent, it slows down Christmas. Because what happens is if you just focus on Christmas, you're buying it, blah, 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 Christmas comes, and then it leaves, and you're like, oh. It's over. I love Christmas and it's over. Right. But really, if you if you really mm. invest in Advent, it slows everything down. That is really cool. And then you're and then from the faith perspective, you're really engaged. You're like really tuned into Christmas when That's it happens. Awesome. And then our church is so amazing that there's Christmas after Christmas. I know for so like, like ever. So right. So you get like this. You get yeah. this chunk if you approach it liturgically. You get this really great chunk. That's some of your wisdom peeking through there, Elisa. You've been through an advent or two, I can tell. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I love that you actually, that, that ties in perfectly to what we want to talk about today because, like, as we get ready for advent, our parish is getting ready for advent. And um, <clears throat> parishioners are going to see this in a couple of weeks as it's advertised and stuff like that. But uh, Father Matthew and the media team are working really hard to create this digital advent mission. It's called Advent Mission Online. And basically, it's going to be based on Pope Benedict's uh, Jesus of Nazareth's infancy narrative book, which uh, you and I and Father Matthew are reading. And there's going to be weekly Lectio Divinas emailed out to people who want to participate. There's all our podcasts in Advent are going to be all about this. And so, like, as a parish, digitally, we're going through these infancy narratives and we're going to do this Advent mission together. And part of this is, like, we want to encourage people to be in small groups doing this, right? Right. Like, don't just do this by yourself. Do it with your community of faith. And so that's why we want to talk about um, making small groups today. So when you think about, like, small groups, what comes to mind um, immediately? 
Well, I think, first of all, I think you and I have been talking about small groups forever, just outside of this whole advent. So, but this has just kind of probably done like five or six episodes in this podcast about how important they are. Yeah. Yeah. But this has always been something that you and I are really, really, uh, passionate about. And I think it's because, um, what small groups allow you to do. So the thing that comes to mind is when you are in a parish setting that's just so large and you know you see people and you come to mass and you do all that stuff i think um deep like debriefing or like gathering with people that you can like talk about the homily with or talk about things of faith that are that are pressing or like culturally kind of in your face I think small groups give you an opportunity to really kind of flesh out and live the faith and yeah. like encourage you. Yeah. Whereas coming to mass is fabulous and wonderful and it's exactly what we should be doing and it's the source and summit. Um, but I think it helps you just kind of live out your call to discipleship. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, we, we believe all this stuff. Right. And then we go to mass on Sunday and we put it into practice in mass. But every other day of the week, it's like, well, what are we doing? You know, you might be reading by yourself or watching Bishop Robert Barron videos on YouTube by yourself or watching formed, which our parish has by yourself. But like, what are you, how are you engaging your faith? And I found in my experience in small groups that, yeah, it's sure. Like it's awkward in the beginning and it's tough, but after a while you develop real relationships with people you hear their struggles, you hear their joys, and you get to know them, and you journey together as Christian disciples. Um, it's really game changing for faith. Right. And a lot of times it happens like you know that that um, foofy word that lots of people use organically. Organically, I've seen it's very I've seen organic. it happen. I've seen it happen in the parish um, where you know people attend something or yeah. they attend. Uh, something several years and they see the same people there and then they just kind of become friends. And then one of those people or one of those families say, Hey, you know, y'all should come over for dinner Mm -hmm. or y'all should come over. We're having a birthday or whatever. And it kind of starts with just an invitation. And I think that's actually why I was telling you that I really wanted to name this podcast, um, the gift is in the invitation that <laughs> the gift is in the invitation because I think for a lot of us, just the act of inviting yeah. is really kind of a scary, uh, because you're vulnerable. Right. People can say no, they can, you can like throw your net and nobody can show up. So right. just the act of saying, you know what? Like, I'm just going to invite people. Right. And my, my home, like our home is not huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to invite people and we're going to clean up as best we can because we have five kids and, yeah. and we'll just see what happens. Something that I've noticed since I've been working here and I've been working in parishes for a few years and just like kind of getting the vibe of like what parish life looks like. Um, I think that, I think that a parish really needs to work to define what its role is in ministering to people. And I think people really need to work to understand what the parish's role is in their faith life. When a parish as big as St. Louis or bigger, like we're not, we're big, but we're not that big. Like there are bigger parishes out there. When you get to a certain size, it's really hard to do everything for everyone. Right. And so it's been my goal since I've been the adult formation director here to start small groups but with the day-to-day tasks of religious education and bringing people into the church, like it's, 
that's difficult, but also like small groups is daunting. Like to even say like, yeah, we need small faith communities at the parish. What does that look like? How is it organized? What's the EIM restrictions? Right, that EIM component just opens all kinds of like who's who's facilitating and who's attending. Right. I don't think people actually know how many conversations I've had with parish workers, parishioners, diocesan workers about like let's start small groups and how how difficult it actually is. And then at the end of the day, people need to show up. Right. Right. And at the end of the day, there's not there's quite literally logistically not enough space on campus to host this stuff. So. I've really been thinking about like, how can we throw this to the parishioners? How can we encourage people who want small group community? How can we encourage them to do it? Like by their baptism, by our baptism, we're apostles and we can go and we can invite and we can, we can do this. Like we don't need the parish to do this. The parish should be involved, but we don't need the parish to do this. Well, and I even think just the parish should be encouraging of people meeting other people that they have some sort of connection to yeah. and having the central focus of some time being faith. I think as far as kind of my understanding of what the parish does, like I think it's awesome that the parish will, you know, host a pastor series or, right. or a, a Lenten, um, mission or whatever it is. But I really think that those things are designed to be the jumping off point yeah, totally, for, totally. for a lot of things, because I think even, as far as keeping it up and it being feasible, but that we begin a group for somebody and it just stays together forever. Like that's just not feasible with people's schedules or even the changing seasons of people's lives. Right. Right. And so if a person is in a situation where they have like, uh, I was telling you that there's this, um, there's somebody on staff here and I really love her small group Mm -hmm. community, Mm -hmm. but I think that just started because they all had kind of this, they were sitting in like the same rows and there were like little kids everywhere kids. Exactly. And they started, meeting and then from that from like all that somebody was like hey we should we should at least part of the time that we hang out together should be this right. situation where we're increasing faith or we're studying or we're whatever exactly and so with this advent thing coming up i mean i do think it's the role of the parish to connect to give resources and oh, to sure. suggest like formats right right and so for for the next few weeks we're going to be talking about small group ministry on this podcast leading up to this advent series to empower people who listen um, and just to empower our parishioners and encourage them to go do this, right. to go find two or three or four other people and engage, engage with the mission online, engage with the Sunday readings, do something together. Um, so, I mean, really it's not, I think that we're just like, so we're so obsessed with like perfection and it's gotta be the best program ever. And it's gotta be super dynamic. I think that people would be really amazed at what could happen if like three or four or five people get together and simply do a reading of the gospel. I think amazing things happen right there in the simplicity of just getting together and talking about Jesus and asking the Lord, like, how can, how can I change my life today? Like that stuff, it goes, it can go so far. Well, and just having one or two other people that are encouraging you in your faith, just the invitation to, to kind of stumble through it is an encouragement instead of doing it on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and stumble and finding answers together and, and definitely using the parish as a resource. I mean, we're definitely the staff here 
our resources. Um, but just taking that lead role and that leap of like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I saw so-and-so at this group or I keep seeing them at this group. I'm just going to be like, Hey, I'm having, yeah. If you, if you're listening or if you're just a person (laughs) out there and you have a home and you have space to invite people and you have the schedule to like, you have been given a gift from God and it's important to use that gift, right? Like Emily and I really want to be hospitable in our marriage in our like to, to people outside of our marriage. We want to welcome people in. We want to host people. We want to be a welcoming environment because we recognize that like God has given us the gift of a place to do this, you know, and he's given us the desire in our heart to do that too. And so, um, I think sometimes we complicate it, right? Like you were saying, you were just like, (laughs) I want to do an episode in the future about just like simple faith. There's so many programs. There's so many Bible stuff. It's just like, ah, stop, 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 stop. Just like scripture mass community. That's what we need. Right. And that is just very much like the early church. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Anyway. So in thinking about this, I really like this idea of like the gift is in the invitation because I think it goes both ways. And I think you can talk about this because you've started this small group thing at your home, right? Right. So I think the invitation thing goes two ways. One, for the person who's inviting, um, it's, I just thought of this. It's like, it, it is vulnerable, right? Like, I want, I want to invite you to come to my house. Like, come be a part of this group with me. Like, I admire you. I like you. Like, let's go hang out together with these other people. So that's one way, right? That there's, that's a gift there of like reaching out, being vulnerable. But for the person receiving the invitation, I think that there are so many people out there who are like, oh, I don't belong in a small group. Like you wouldn't want me in a small group. I'm too broken. I'm not smart enough, whatever. To receive the invitation of like, hey, come be in our, come be in this small group. Come join us like once a week for Advent. Uh, like what a potentially humbling and just awesome experience to be like, wow, you think I'm worthy enough to like, you want to spend time? That's cool. Right. Like our culture is so plagued with loneliness and isolation that invitation to community, I think it, I think it heals so many wounds. And I would go st- take it a step for, forward and say invitation to authentic community. Cause I think a lot of us I, for, I would say for a couple years, I had myself duped into thinking that online community is community, which I'm not saying it isn't because right. I have found some really, really great, um, people that have pushed me and that I've made connections to. Um, and I've found a lot of like what you were saying before, like resources and like programs and all that. I'm not saying that it's not valuable. I'm just saying it does not take the place of actual people. Absolutely. And the interaction that goes back and forth between meeting actual people. I don't think it does anything to kind of, Fix loneliness. And I, I agree with you. And that's why we're putting this stuff online as a parish so that people can go do something in person together. With you know? it. It doesn't right. just end online with an audio recording of Father Matthew doing a reflection. Like it, it's supposed to be brought to a communal group. And so um, I agree with you. Our, our job as a parish is to connect people. It is to put people in groups together so they can experience one another face to face. Right. And you never know like what happens from that. You never know like what kind of connections are made, what kind of, like you said, what kind of things are healed. And I, and I would encourage anybody who tries this is that like, 
I think it's a good point that she made of like some people could think like oh, I'm not Catholic enough or I'm too broken or I haven't been to confession in X amount of years. I've got this or that going on just to know that like everybody like just to know that nobody is going to have it all together. Right. That that's not the point of it. The point is is in the doing. Right. And that's it. Exactly. Exactly. It's in it's in getting together and just in talking. It I I wish that we I wish that we believed and said this more that small faith communities are essential to the Christian life. I had a um I had a guy in confirmation a couple weeks ago who uh it was just an awesome dude. He was, he's Protestant and he was seeking, you know, to become, uh, what, what do we say? Hello. Be received into the Catholic church. And halfway through he came to me and he's like, Hey, I, I need to, I need to bow out. Like, I can't, I can't do this right now at this point in my life. And you know, this happens a lot. And so I was just engaged in conversation a little bit. And he said two things that really stuck out to me. Well, three things, but two things really stuck out to me. One, he said, um, I'm just not convinced that Catholics know their scripture. He's like, and I haven't found anyone who's like able to give a really good defense of stuff in the Bible. Now, whether he's right or wrong on that is different. The second thing that he said was, and this was really astounding to me, and I took this to heart. He said, if I become Catholic, um, I personally believe I have to give up my own small Christian community that I have from my other church. He said, and... uh it's more important to me that I meet with them than that I am theologically correct. Yeah. So a couple things in there that, you know, logically don't make sense. Like it is more important to be theologically correct. Totally. Right. Like it is, but this guy found such value in a group in a community of friends and believers that he, it, it forced him to make a drastic decision, you know? And, and I, Sure, of course, I want him to be Catholic. I want everyone to be Catholic. But I applaud him for being like, this has too much value in my life right now. Um, and to me, it was like, well, we're missing this. You know, right. like we don't have this small community. It's interesting that you say that because I had a, one of my um, old teens who's now a young adult uh, reach out and we went, out, we went to have coffee. And it was verbatim almost the same conversation yep. that you had. Um he has a small group. He, his family is Catholic. He obviously, he got confirmed in my program, but he meets once a week with a small group from a Protestant church that has really given him. It's the one thing in his life right now that is anchoring him. And so, so yeah, Yeah. I mean the power that it is to share your faith. And so for us, for you and I, as staff members here, we want to promote this idea of, getting together in community with a few people and, and not necessarily needing a, a, a huge structure to do it, but right. just getting together and just, um, just doing it. Yeah. Actually what was interesting with that conversation that I had with him was that he said for the first there's, he says his small groups, like 18 people. That's a big yeah, small it's, group. it's a big small group, but he said for the first couple months, all they did was go around and each person who wanted to told who they were like told yeah. the story of them. Right. Yeah. Which is really important to like, yep. for you to know me, I need you to know my story for us to. Right. And so that's where they start. Right. So, I mean, that's even a place to start, like get exactly. together and just be like, this is I mean, who I am. Think about it, Elisa. Like there's probably on average, there's probably 150 people who listen to this podcast, maybe 120. 
if like 20% of our listeners had the courage to be like, yeah, I could lead a small group. Like I could do this. That's 24 groups. Like that's like 25 groups at our parish. And you add like five or 10 people in each of those groups. That's a lot of people. Well, and I would, I'm going to pause you right there. And this is what I'm going to tell you that I would be saying if I was hearing this podcast, Yeah, I would say I have five kids. I don't have time for that. Sure. So this is the thing that I would say to myself, you have made priorities in your life. There are some like non-negotiables that you are like, we go to mass every Sunday. doesn't matter if there's soccer. doesn't matter if there's out of town. doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. That's a priority, right? The other thing I would say is that it doesn't have to be like a weekly thing, right? Sure, right. So I told you recently that I just, I just love my old students so much. Yeah. I, I love them so much. And I've kept in contact with so many of them that are now, you know, married with kids and just, just out there doing the things. And so I told Junior, and Junior also taught at Holy Family for eight years. So he has a lot of old students. And um, one day we're, I was just like, I miss these guys. Mm-hmm. And he, and so we were like, let's just, let's just invite them over. And we've let's talked just about have dinner. It. Yeah, let's just have dinner. Um, and maybe people will come and maybe it'll, it'll become a thing. And so we had one. We're like, hey guys, uh, we don't even know what we're doing. We're going to make some food if you want to come over. And, um, and they came. And it was so funny because the first one who came, she came a little bit early. And by the end, she told us, she was like, I was so scared I was going to be the only one. And I was, you know, I was going to show up and it was just going to be weird. But she was so happy and she was so excited to like help us with the food for the next time. And so um, it, we're only doing it once a month. Yeah. Right. Because that's what our family can do. So I don't think it needs to be something that you're like, okay, every other day. Right. We're gonna, exactly. Exactly. It, and that's the beauty of getting a small group together that fits where you are in your life. Right. Right. It, it, right. It, and it doesn't have to be at your house. It could be a lunch group. It could be coffee every other week. Like, right. It could just be out and about in the city of Austin. Uh, I said that like a Canadian. <laughs> it should just be out there. Right. Like just... There's something beautiful about bringing it off the parish campus mm-hmm. into your home, into another space, because that's symbolic of taking your faith out of just away from Sunday and putting it into the week. Absolutely. Um, and it's not, it doesn't have to be a big commitment. And it really and doesn't. I will also say that people are really good about hanging out. Hey, let's go do this. Let's go to happy hour. Yeah. Let's, all we have to do is replace one of those things right. that we love to do with our people right. and, and create a faith-based community, a re- circle circling around exactly. that, that time together. Exactly. I think this is, this is the church community in action. I think this is a really easy thing that people can do just to like start. I'm, I'm going to take it as a challenge upon myself to do this in Advent. Just like, I am going to do once a week because Advent's only four weeks long. So like once a week, I'm going to get together with some guys, um, maybe even a couple thing and just like read, just read the infancy narratives, right? Like that's what we're going to do. It could be anyway, in the next episode, we've talked about our next episode is going to be like how tips and tricks and what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I do have like a, I'm going to save it for that episode. I do have like one do not. Okay. So I'm excited to kind of talk. That's good. To, to flesh that out as That'll well. That'll be great. Yeah. 
Do you think we've covered or do you want to? I think we've been pretty passionate about this. It's crazy because we've talked about it so much and I didn't know know if we had a whole episode in us, but I think that both of us have either been exposed to, have been included in or have seen the power of what it looks like to take your faith. Because I think sometimes we say taking our faith beyond church walls looks like going to be in community with the hungry and the homeless, going to pray in front of an abortion clinic, all these like action-based things right. um, are good. And, and we are called to that type of discipleship. I, but this is kind of flipping it on its side a little bit and saying also <laughs> going to make disciples is like kind of like primary to what, who we are. And so you exactly. do that, not necessarily by, you know, standing on the corner of 183 and I-35 and proclaiming your faith, but in, but in the invitation yep. to people you see at mass. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's pretty cool. So we're excited for our Advent series um, as a parish, and we really want to encourage people to get together in smaller groups, smaller faith communities. Um, hopefully, hopefully this begins to form the basis for something bigger here at St. Louis. I can tell you right now that my passion in the spring semester is going to be starting small group communities. I know Father Matthew thinks it's really important. Um, and so we're definitely going to be looking at this as a parish, but we want to give the charge to parishioners first to the people of God first. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to the being church podcast today. We hope you've been inspired and encouraged to go be church in your own life. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd be grateful if you'd share it on social media with your friends and family, or you could give us a rating in the Apple podcast platform and subscribe. So you receive all our future being church episodes. We love you and we're praying for you. Go be church.